Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. All right, Daniel, thank you very much. Here we are again, this time at the end of the year. And it's one of those special clinics where we look back over the experiments from the last 12 months. The title of this clinic is The Five Most Startling Marketing Discoveries from 2012. And as we delve into the data sets, I want to sort of help you get context for what's coming next. Every year we run hundreds of experiments. The lab has conducted more than 10,000 path tests. We've recorded 5 million phone calls so that we could analyze the the interplay in the conversation. We've tested across 1 billion emails. We've benchmarked inside of 36,000 companies. And we're constantly learning. We're not just learning. We're being really embarrassed at times by discovering what we really don't know. Sometimes you become so certain of what to expect next that it catches you by surprise when all of your expectations uh, are wrong. And this year, there were many startling discoveries, five which we want to profile for you that might help you as you're thinking about your campaigns for 2013. And I also especially want to welcome one of our viewers who has no idea I'm going to call him out, but his first name is Devin, and his first comment was this, if I had, and I'm actually looking up and reading uh, behind my uh, cameras, I'm looking up and reading the uh, Q&A, and it says, if I had to choose between a chocolate cheesecake or watching this webinar, I would totally choose this webinar. <laughs> Devin, I don't know if the webinar is going to be worth that, but I certainly am encouraged as I begin. You've set the bar very high, though. Uh, and welcome to uh, the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic again. So uh, you can hashtag and talk about this uh, clinic with, uh, with uh, the hashtag web clinic symbol that we use often. And I'm going to be joined today by John Powell, who is a senior manager working in our group. He's overseen a lot of our most complicated research projects and has been with for a very long time. We are going to just cut right to the chase because we have a lot of content and we also have a great deal of of uh, live optimization experiments to talk to you about. We're going to be looking at your own pages. So let's begin with the first of these five discoveries, and it is this. Prospects can be more motivated by the negative than even by the positive. So behind me is a MechLabs case study, test protocol 4061. The background is a company called North American Spine. They are the sole provider of the Acuroscope or Acuroscope procedure. And the goal was to increase the number of leads on the home page for this particular procedure. We designed an experiment by, first of all, installing a CTE, a MechLab's controlled testing environment. We often do this in these situations. This is uh, monitored by our scientists. It allows us to process each of the proper treatments against the control using our heuristics, run through a proper sequence or series of test cycles with the design of experiments, and more than that, really study the data sets to make certain that we are achieving true validity. So many decisions are being made on the Internet based on invalid test results, and we must guard against it. With that CT in place, we began the experimentation, and this was the control. 
And I'd like to ask the audience a simple question. What are some of the problems you see with this particular paid search ad? Tell me what you might do to improve it. And so I'm just going to watch. You may use the Q&A and, uh, and tell us what you do. So Bob says it needs pain. Stephanie says clear call to action. Aaron says the headline is vague. Michael says headline, uh, he says relieve your back pain. No call to action. Doesn't scare me, says Graham. Call to action. Make the headline a question. It sounds like the procedure is painful. Add specifics, says Jeff. And more coming in, and we read each of these and classify them. And some of you should know the answer because we've obviously taught this throughout uh, in at least one other instance during the year on one of these clinics. We're, using, we're going back to it to bring back the lesson from this particular year that's particularly uh, appropriate for the theme that we're going to be studying. So this is the paid search ad, and I want to move to a treatment. It says same day back pain relief. John Powell's in the studio with me. John, coming up with me if you would. And you can sort of help me. I'll just sort of ask you questions as sure. we go, John. Uh, in fact, I'm going to move you over on this side if you would. And that way I think they can see a little bit better. And we'll go back and forth between the screen and just uh, you and I will talk. So, John, this is an ad. Right. And there was sort of a thinking process behind this ad. This is treatment one. Right. And uh, we're going to show them treatment one and treatment two. You want to say anything in particular about treatment one that sort of helps us understand why we use this particular ad? Well, what we really wanted to understand was what approach would attract a visitor into that homepage more. And this was more of a time-focused approach. So this is focusing on the fact that it's a, you know, it's a single procedure. Yes. It's only 30 minutes, and you get relief the same day. All right, so I'm going to go to the second Treatment two. This takes a different approach. What's the what's the key here? So the approach here is to understand uh, what would happen if we instead focused on the fact that, as opposed to open back surgery, which is really ugly when you get to see the pictures, yes. it's this one little itty bitty micro incision. So we're addressing kind of the fear that they're trying to avoid okay. openly and saying, hey, we have an alternative. Excellent, excellent. So let's look at the big picture. Here's the control. There's treatment one. There's treatment two. And there is uh, the landing page. And, uh, and as you see all of these, I'd like the audience to sort of think about which one you think might perform best. And I want to warn you never to assume that the treatments always outperform the control. The goal of every test is not simply to get a lift, it's to get a learning. And to do that, you often have to eliminate options. And at MEC Labs, we know that if all of our treatments are improvements over our control, we're not asking the right questions. Because we must learn from negative test results. A negative test result doesn't mean a bad test. It often means a very useful test has been conducted. This is all about building up customer theory so that you can optimize for the maximum gain. Because adequacy is the enemy of excellence. Now, keeping that in mind, John, let's just review the numbers together. What we see here is remarkable, a 46.6% uh, increase in conversion. And John, explain to me what really happened here. So, and we're talking about conversions, not just clicks. So, in an effort to try and even drive more traffic, we actually drove significantly more conversions. And I know you're going to cover it in a couple of slides, but we... Well, let's look at them. Let's look yeah, at them. But I think, I think what John's saying is very, very important. A 46.6% increase in overall conversion, not simply click-through. All right, so John, let's look at this control and treatment one and talk about the first insight. So uh, prospects can actually be more motivated by the negative at sometimes than the positive. Uh, we're helping them understand an inevitable reality that they're going to have to have some kind of surgery. 
Okay. Some kind of change. Yes. And so we're bringing that to light as opposed to hiding from it. Okay. All right. And you can see that in the design of these particular, uh, the treatment two as opposed to the control. Look at uh, insight number two. And, uh, and that is this, a few words can dramatically influence a prospect's perception. Show us in particular how that happens here, John, and so, explain this, yes. Yeah, we fought over this language, but one micro incision, it's, it's accurate, uh, it reflects the actual uh, innovation of the treatment itself, yes. and it just summarizes it in a way that the customer or the prospect in this case can understand. Okay, it does that, but it's also quite clear that you're going to have to have a procedure, but we're trying to, we're trying to highlight how simple that procedure might be, which brings me to a third insight. A paid search ad, though limited in length, can actually say too much. Show us what happened there, John. So, I mean, if you take a look at the control, and even if you take a look at treatment one, it's like we're saying the same thing three or four different ways, and we're not addressing the reality of the situation yes. that they're going to have to face. So, yes. in essence, we're saying too much. We're not cutting right down to what's important to them. Okay. All right, which leads to a fourth insight. The best paid search ad does not always get the most clicks. And that's going to become more evident when you look at the next slide. Uh, John sort of explained to us uh, what happened here. We modulated specificity and friction and tell us uh, what this looks like in, in actuality. So what ended up happening is we, in, by providing this negative and by you know, attracting a certain type of prospect, yes. we're able to attract more of those in and eliminate the prospects that weren't ready, yes, and therefore decrease the spend, but increase conversions. So the ROI in this particular test was particularly attractive. All right, so we say not this, but this, and let's look at the difference in terms of the numbers. Uh, we see that you're going to need back surgery, and that's clear, and you should recognize that, or you have a serious problem before you click on this ad. But look what happens, a 59% decrease click-through, which at first sounds uh, dismal or concerning, but a 47% increase in conversion. Right. And that's essentially the, the moral of this, of this story, the illustration of this fourth point, that often you can get a major gain by reducing click-through. Right. And John, how did, uh, how did the whole group respond to this and what was the implications of this for the business? Uh, they were ecstatic because we were able to identify a prospect group that they were particularly trying to hone in on. The people who were already been going to the doctor who were looking for help, looking for a specialist, finding a way to attract them in without overspending. So it allowed us to shape the way in which we found that particular prospect and then drew them and Excellent. changed everything. Very good. Thank you, Thanks. John. All right. We're gonna, John's going to come back and help us in live optimization. He's got a lot of experience in this. But I want you to know that I have a lot of content. This is going to be one of those very dense sessions. And if you're just joining us, we're reviewing top five discoveries in 2012 across our body of experiments. And we've just gone through one of those key principles and broken it down into four sections. And you can read all about this. It's, there's no cost. But at marketingexperiments.com forward slash ad forensics, there's more than $15 million worth of free research you can access on that website. And this is one of those studies that you can go into more depth if you're interested in those findings. But we're moving on, and we're moving on to point two, which is the color of the page can have a profound impact on the message. This is one of our recent clinics, but we've had a remarkable response to it, and I want you to understand a little bit of the learning in some, and we'll direct you deeper into more substantial research, again at no cost, available on the site, if you find this second point helpful. 
The goal here today is not to entertain you or to simply have a clinic that helps you learn one or two interesting points. We want to give you something solid, something significant, something meaningful that you can take back with you into your work and get significant results for this year or especially in the 2013 year as you're rolling out your marketing campaigns. And so we move on to this second point, the color of the page. And let's look at this experiment, Test Protocol 1465. It is a large sports entertainment provider seeking to increase conversion to its main landing page. And the goal is to increase premium signups. By the way, this is a huge brand, one of the biggest brands in the world. And they need help with this particular product. It's a solid product, but a lot of the competitors are offering something free. Now, the competitor's product is free. This product has a cost. Obviously, there's a challenge. Overall, in this set of experiments, we discovered that there was a way to communicate that the value here is worth paying for, and it truly is. There's a solid value proposition for this product. But before we get into that, and in particular as it relates to color, look at this simple experiment. Here's version A, a dark background with white text. Here's version B, same page. The treatment is just an inverse a white or light background and darker text. So let's look at them side by side. You can see they are virtually identical except for the transformation in color. What is the result? It is a 10.66% uh, increase. Now listen, I have been saying in this lab for 15 years, beware of uh, inverse color, beware of dark backgrounds and light coloring. They're sexy, they have uh, some design appeal, particularly to agencies, but beware, over and over again, they can hurt your conversion rate. Clarity trumps persuasion, and functionality trumps beauty in many cases. Some might say, well, I'm interested in beauty. Actually, so am I. But I think there's a sort of elegant beauty that comes with absolute functionality, and it almost trumps the sort of superficial beauty of glitzy design. Keeping that in mind, let's look at uh, some principles associated with this that might help you take this experiment and apply it even more into your findings. Marketers do not optimize web designs, they optimize thought sequences. You've heard us say that over and over again. But your web page is not created with the intention of guiding the visitor through a clear sequence of thought. If it is not created in that way, and if the colors and every aspect of the page isn't designed to guide that thinking, if, if your prospect is left to make meaning of the page, you're losing conversions. Your page is likely underperforming. And, in fact, there are five design elements that enable a marketer to guide the visitor through the conversion process by controlling their eyes. I want to use the illusion of a page, because remember, it's just zeros and ones. It's just pixels on a screen. To create sort of visual signals, cues, that guide your eyes to the right text and allow the text, then, to guide your thinking. I want to say it again. We're using sensory input, particularly the eyes to guide their attention. And then we're, we're using the right text to guide their thinking. To do that, we need a linear design and we need to be aware of these five components. And here they are. Size, color. I actually say them in a different order, but size, shape, color, position, motion, these five. And they are all relative in their impact. If you show me a page that's covered with color, the addition of, it, of more color doesn't give you a clear differential and does not 
seize the attention the way it should. So each of these must be thought of in terms of uh, a sort of relativity of the element. All of that uh, focuses on this third of the five elements. Color is likely one of the most overlooked and misused on the page. If you would be more strategic about how you use color, you can help again focus attention, which allows you to guide thinking. You can learn more about this experiment and others like it on this study from this past year, marketingexperiments.com forward slash color test. Keeping that in mind, I want to move on to the third discovery. The quickest route to a maximum lift is by changing page categories. I think this is one of the most important of the statements we need to make on this entire clinic and one of the most important learnings that the average marketer needs to capture if they're going to really see remarkable results in their optimization efforts. Let's look at a case study. This case study is test protocol 1429. And uh, the company is an automotive head gasket repair solution. The goal is to increase the total orders on the cart page. So we're talking about direct revenue. Conversion here is a significant and direct way to improve the P&L. There's no sales effort in between. The money occurs right here on the page so that we have full control of the interaction with the thought process end to end at the marketing level. Now, I want you to see the, the actual control and its six-step process. This was a site that had produced a lot of revenue for them and they were excited about it. The next key for us was to analyze this site to see if we could get a significant lift. Now, I should and could tell you more about the background. It's not in the notes, but I will tell you that this very company retained a leading optimization expert to advise them on how to improve this page. They improved the whole site and page, redesigned it based on that advice, and then conversion dropped by more than 40%. They were in serious trouble when they came to us. The advice had not been tested. This is dangerous, and many of us do these web redesigns based on advice or focus groups instead of behavioral testing. We went back, restored the original site, conversion went right back up to the normal level. That 40% drop went away, but we still were now at zero and starting a testing process. Look at what happened as we thought through this cart. Now, it's important for you to hear that backstory so that you can grasp the urgency that was in the CEO's voice when he asked for help and why we couldn't follow what some would consider to be the scientific way forward. Now, it is not. In fact, we have a patent uh, granted on radical redesigns and variable clusters and I'm going to show you the simple version of that in this particular point. So, here is the original process. Here's the new design. Treatment and step two. Boom. Let's look at them sort of side by side. There's the control. There's the treatment. Now, let's ask what makes this test different so that you can sort of understand the principle that we're trying to teach. First of all, an average experiment might have tested a single variable at a time. Uh, for instance, the headline. Or it might have been uh, the button. Or it might have been uh, the image or the video itself. Or it might have been the paragraph text. Is that what we did? No. What we did was radical. We tested all of these elements at the same time. You say, well, how can you isolate the particular component that drove the performance? That was not the goal of this test. The goal of this test was to get into a certain sort of zone. 
See, many of us are optimizing pages that are based on the wrong thought framework. They're sort of the wrong category of page to begin with. And we're only getting incremental improvements because we're actually working off the wrong foundation. I'm a philosopher by training. It's like building a compelling argument, but basing it on the wrong warrants. No matter how valid the argument is, doesn't actually mean that your conclusion is true because you began with the wrong warrants. That what's, that's sort of what happens when we take the wrong page and we optimize it. Little incremental improvements will not help you get to the right page. They'll simply help you improve the wrong page. So what must you do? Well, sometimes you have to challenge your thinking with something we call a radical redesign. That means you have to look at what you've done so far and say, is this page even the right approach? Is this framework even the right way for us to solve the sort of problem that we have before us? And so you think about page categories. The first one might be long copy versus short copy. That's a page category. Another one might be a whole different look in design and feel. Another radical change might be a complete change in the tone of the copy. Another might be in the actual functional design down to the programming level, for instance, using a configurator or some sort of comparison chart system as opposed to a linear layout of the offers. All of these are categories. Think of them as zones, and you don't know which zone to begin your testing in. So you don't often start your testing process with some tiny change to a headline. The smartest way in most cases, particularly when you're in the position this CEO is in, which is, I need results, I need them fast. I'm not a science lab, I know that you are. I am a business, I've got to reach uh, uh, you know, a certain number in my P&L and I'm behind. What we did was propose a radical redesign as you see in this case and test many elements all at the same time. And then once we got into the right zone, we knew that we could go back and refine and isolate headlines and critical components and a whole series of subtests designed to get us uh, to the right place. What you're seeing behind me in technical testing language is called a variable cluster. We teach that in our course, the fundamentals of online testing. And we've composed a cluster of variables so that we can run a more dramatic test. Here's what we discover. Look at uh, the treatment. And uh, look at the explanation that I've just sort of laid out for you already. I like the point that one of our writers, Paul Cheney, wrote in this last piece. He said, every error every day costs money. Every single day this page was underperforming, this company was losing money. They needed to get into the zone fast. So we created a variable cluster. And remember, we did this at the cart level. This is all the way through the process. This isn't like a landing page. A tiny lift in the cart has a dramatic impact on the overall revenue. But what happened here? Well, the cart's financial performance went up 58.1%. Now think about that. That is a 58% increase in revenue. Because everything runs through that system you see there. That's where all the money flows. And the increase in the throughput of that pipe, you might say, hits the bottom line. And so it's an example of changing many elements to try and test your way in to the best approach, the best zone. And that's one of the most important lessons that we can take from 2012 and try to communicate to you in this short period of time. So I, uh, I'll keep going and take you 
to, first of all, a link where you can read about how we did this, marketingexperiments.com forward slash radical redesign, and then I'll take you on to the fourth discovery. Now remember, if you've just joined us, we're moving through five of these points, and then we're going to go to live optimization, look at your pages, and help you think about how you would approach these things going into the next year. As I, uh, as I begin that, let's go to this fourth point. Higher conversion is not necessarily related to the magnitude of the change on the page. And uh, as we think about that, let's go to a case study. This is Saxo Bank. This is, uh, this is from Michael Agard, who uh, often attends our events. I think he's in the Netherlands. Yes, Denmark-based. And the goal is to get visitors to sign up for a free trial. Now, I want you to notice that, um, by the way, Michael shared this test. Our editors have placed this note on this slide because if you have good tests where you have data that we can validate using our science lab, we're interested in those tests. We may be able to use them to help other marketers and we may be able to feature your test and sort of brag about you online. Michael deserved this. We analyzed his data sets. He's been at many of our events. He's been through our online testing certification so he knows how to design a test properly and he's gone back and gotten result after result, remarkable results. In fact, if you're, and he's not a sponsor, we don't do that, uh, but if you're uh, anywhere near him in the Netherlands and you've joined this, this is somebody who can help you. He's really learned a lot of what we're teaching and applies it all the time. So here it is from the student and here's the control, the page he had to work with and uh, next to it is the treatment. Look at the control, look at the treatment, you must notice, in fact you can see this clear when they're side by side, there's not that big a difference between the two. Control, treatment. A change, but it's not dramatic. But what's the difference in results? 99.4% increase. Now think about that. What happened here is not a, a change in the visual design equal to, you know, 99%. It's a change at the thought sequence level. And that change is what yielded a dramatic increase in the results. Remember, we're not optimizing web pages were optimizing thought sequences. And in fact, look behind me and uh, you'll notice it's not the magnitude of the change on the page, it's the magnitude of the change in the mind. Critical principle. Here's another one. Marketers must learn see their web pages through the eyes of the customer. Too often we employ company logic rather than customer logic. This has to be stressed over and over again because we build these pages that make sense to us. They make sense to our management team, but they don't make sense to the average prospect visiting our site. And this costs us conversion every single day. We use different language and we use different logic and so we get disappointing results. You can see that in this illustration. Let me move even further to the third point. When we employ customer logic, we discover simple changes that can often have a large impact on the conversion rate of a landing page. Learn more all about this at this particular link, marketingexperiments.com forward slash quick win. We're moving towards live op, but I'm sort of trying to pull these critical lessons all together and then link you to resources where you can, where you can really get to uh, more depth if you need to. Let's keep going. I'm on to discovery five. Three words, three simple words can often make the difference. In fact, they can make the difference between adequacy and excellence. So, uh, let's think about that. Because adequacy is the enemy of excellence. In fact, one of the worst problems on our site is not the page that we see is poorly performing. It's the page that's performing well. The reason this is a problem because 
we are satisfied with its current conversion rate, never knowing that it could produce for us another 50% or another 60%. It's not broken, so we're not trying to fix it. And this often gets in the way. It is the adequate pages that are often hurting us the most. Sometimes those poorly performing pages are never going to perform well because they're appealing to a narrow segment or because the product itself has a weak value proposition. Just this very day, I was talking to a group that flew into the lab to conduct research and they were taking training with us on value proposition. Fine group from one of the largest organizations in the world in the healthcare industry. And we were talking about the design of experiments for 2013. And I said to them, as they listed out the way they wanted to approach it, be careful, I said. You're putting your most important, best uh, performing properties in the Q3 and Q4 of next year. As you do that, you're assuming that you're mitigating your risk by working on those lower traffic properties sooner and working on the toughest properties sooner. But the reality is, if you want to hit the P&L for 2013, you need to focus on some of your best performing properties because these already have high performance and a big improvement there is going to have a huge impact on your P&L. Adequacy is the enemy of excellence. And sometimes those 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 properties which are performing well for us are overlooked as being key opportunities for dramatic improvement. So, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to take you to a case study and it's test protocol 1567 and the goal is to increase improved, approved and funded savings accounts. Major bank, we all know this institution, major U.S. bank. And let's look at uh, a couple of key things. Here's the control path. You can see that all we're looking at is layout. And it says, save automatically with, and where it says brand, that's the name of the bank, savings account. And then notice the, the, those key words right there, learn more. Learn more. And, uh, and now as you look at that, I want you to notice the treatment path. Save automatically, exact same words, with, again, where it says brand, it has the name of the bank, savings account, and then it says open an account. So there's a landing page and an app form. In both cases, landing page and an app form, what do we see as the difference? It's a tiny change. It's just three words. In this case, we move from the two-word phrase, learn more, to the three-word phrase, open an account. The only change is this link. But what do we see in performance? A 43% increase. Now, it's very easy. It's very easy to miss the significance of the next two words in funded accounts. That doesn't mean a 43% increase in click-through. It doesn't mean a 43% increase in even opened accounts. This is a 43% increase in fully funded accounts. Think of the dramatic difference that has for that bank in this program, in this economy, all hinging on changing three words or replacing two with just three. Sometimes it's that simple a change that can produce a dramatic result because in the end, again, we are not optimizing web pages. We're optimizing thought sequences and those tiny changes can make a dramatic difference. You can learn more about that at marketingexperiments.com forward slash call to action. And indeed, you can sort of, you can summarize and Susan, by the way, who just commented, add honesty. Yes, clarity Trump's persuasion. And Susan, you're right. The second version is more honest, but it's also clear. That's part of what happened. 
the simplicity and the clarity of that simple phrase, open an account, worked. It might not have worked. It might not have worked if people were not at the right place in the series of micro-yeses that made them want to open an account. But if they were at that juncture in the thought sequence, it was the very best way to move them forward. And that's why that particular experiment was so powerful. So, I'm going to take you to a summary and then we're going to do live optimization. And the summary is the five critical lessons that we've learned so far. You can get this summary, you can get a written version of today's lecture, and you can watch this whole thing on video. Uh, this is me in the studio with John Powell. If you see the two of us side by side, I'm very tall. I have a thick head of hair and looks a little bit like James Bond. John is short and squat and pudgy, but um, I'm, my staff is all laughing at me because I'm, um, I'm distorting reality myself now. Uh, but you can see uh, what uh, we look like <laughs> and uh, the studio here at Mac Labs and watch the slides and the whole presentation live by video as it will be released in about a week on our site. In the meantime, we're going to switch to live optimization. We're going to look at the pages that you, the people on this line, submitted. As I do so, I just want to point out two things that my staff has asked me to remind you of. The first one is that uh, we're going to be teaching next time. Again, there's no cost for this clinic, and I don't even have the official name yet, but it's on the timing of your emails, how frequent and, and when you should send them. If you've got questions about timing and sequencing your email, this will be an important clinic for you. And if you've got ideas on how we can help make this clinic more useful, how we can take our data and our experiments and apply them particularly to you, send us some emails with your thoughts. You can see where you can log in to read about it and where you can send us more information as well. We want to be able to help you give us feedback that will help us shape it so that it helps you the most. Uh, and then... I want to quickly uh, take you to this much. And again, this isn't an advertisement either. This is our latest benchmark survey, and we're asking you to participate in it. And if you do so, we want to give you the report on, uh, on email deliverability. But this is a survey by Marketing Sherpa, one of our sister research groups, that helps us understand how companies are advancing in their email practices this year. It's part of our big email release in research every single year. We invite you to participate. And onward I go to the very first page that was submitted, and it is uh, Video Blocks. So you can see the page. I've never seen it until this moment. It was submitted by Kelly. He says, we've optimized this part of the funnel extensively, but need new ideas to increase conversion. The two-part sign-up allows us to capture their email address and then to remarket to them. It's one of our classic techniques, even if they don't complete page two where the credit card is required. That's a familiar tactic. Kelly, thank you for submitting the page. Audience, all of you expert marketers, often students who've listened to many of these, talk to us. Let's help Kelly, but we're looking for two things now. We want to help one of the, the, the uh, sort of our colleagues, a marketer who submitted their page. We also want to learn from this particular submission transferable principles that we can apply to our own websites. So this is the page. What would you do to improve its performance? Text under the headline is too light, says Dave. By the way, Dave's been on a lot of these. Uh, I recognize you, and, uh, and I agree with you, Dave. That text is the wrong color. Uh, well, uh, now it's bigger, someone says. Uh, add get in front of the headline. Someone's been to that clinic. Good. Hate uh, all the all caps. Uh, I'll just point out that all caps typically hurts the readability of text. You might have got away with it with the top. But putting everything in all caps is probably a mistake also. It's a good point. And, uh, and more is coming out. So 
We'll watch your feedback as it's coming in. But I'm going to ask John to step up here with me. And John, give me some thoughts on uh, on this particular page and some ideas that you might have, and then I'll jump in. Go for it. So when I take a look at the headline, it appears that you're trying too hard to sell an incentive when really you should be selling the content. Um, so what if you made the headline about the content itself, 50,000 plus clips of video, motion backgrounds, and sound effects, and then, oh, by the way, you get seven days, you can access it right now for seven days free. Um, when I take a look at the conversation that you start with the images, I'm actually more interested in understanding what kind of content because as a videographer in the past, as somebody who's utilized this stuff, um, there's a lot of bad content out there and a lot of it's not even royalty free. Um, another thing I'd want to understand is how I can use it in the future. So that's something that you could uh, possibly address in the conversation. Um, those are the kind of things that really stand out to me, but by and far, it's, it seems like you're trying to sell an incentive instead of the actual product itself with the incentive allowing them to engage with it without having to pay. I think John makes a very good point. It needs to be tested. You may have tested some version of this in the past, but I would test what John just described in three different treatments because it's a powerful way to rethink what you're doing. I'm going to add to what John said a couple of critical pieces. Uh, and, and just to summarize, just make sure everybody in the audience gets this, because this is a very true, this is a transferable principle. The seven days of free downloads does not matter to me. Think about the thought sequence. That's not the first thing I care about, because I don't know what it is that I'm getting these downloads in. Even coming out of the channel, we can't assume that. Indeed, what I need to first of all is see something I want, and then tell me I can get it free for seven days. We've got the order wrong. And if you get the order wrong in any conversation, even in the girl that you're dating, it it, it gets in the way of the result. So, so download from 50,000 plus clips of video, motion background, sound effects, production music, and more. That is critical, but it's hard to read. And frankly, the biggest problem with this page from a design standpoint is the color. It's wrong down below as well. That black on gray is one of the worst things you can do even with a drop shadow. And it looks like a page designed by someone with artistic ability. Lovely to have artistic ability, but it must be disciplined by the principles of clarity and credibility that we just talked about when we spoke earlier in that last set of experiments. So I would do something else. I would make this text far more readable. And let's back up for a second. Number one observation on this page. It isn't talking to me. It's talking at me. There's not a single sentence on the page in any sort of conversational form. Scroll down, if you would, uh, and let me see the bottom. See all of this? This is just a list of things. There's not even bullet points. It's right justified. And that might look trendy and cool from a design standpoint, but it makes it hard to read, hard to understand, and the form is probably on the wrong side of the page to start with. The way this is lined up, that text is hard to see, hard to absorb, and no one is talking to me and putting it into context. When I mean talking to me, you need a simple paragraph that says, at videoblocks.com, we've assembled the world's largest collection of X, and we want to make it as easy as possible for you to do X, Y, and Z. You can start the day by achieving, by getting seven days free downloads. Boom, 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 boom. It's easy. Just give us your X, Y, and Z. That sort of tone, that sort of conversational directive will often produce a much higher lift. And we could talk more about how that might work out in treatments. One more point and I move on. I don't believe the image you have at the top of the page is serving you well. Number one, it lists four kinds of things you can download, but they all look the same. Music tracks, background loops, video clips, and sound effects all look like videos. Right. They're in what looks like television screens. And number two, it takes up way too much space before you get to the main form. 
And when you get to the form, there's still been no text communicating with me and even allaying my fears that what I'm going to get is, you know, not useful. And the text on the right is just afterthought text. If I use this differently, I would have some paragraph text, much smaller at the top, simple form to get them started, supporting testimonials on the right, and I would make this download seem really, really valuable. Let's move on. Uh, we have... Uh, we have, <laughs> the reason I started laughing is my, when I'm teaching, they, they, they hold me up cards and they remind me of time and they held up a whiteboard that said I have only 45 minutes left. Uh, for those of you that know this is a 60 minute clinic and there's about 15 minutes left, uh, my dyslexic uh, uh, production crew here has me all confused. I want to use every one of these minutes, so we're going to move as fast as possible. I have a lot of pages to look at and so I'm going to move to the second. Here we go. Um, uh, CR England, now hiring drivers. Primary objective, to get truck drivers. This is a nice difference in a site, to apply for employment with us. That's the first time I think I've had a site like this on one of these clinics. And so I would uh, like to look at it with John for just a moment, but audience, take a quick look. Tell me what you do to make this work. <laughs> Aaron says something very profound. Uh, My thought exactly, Devin. Aaron. My Aaron thought says exactly. it looks like mug shots. And Aaron, I... I now, I don't know that that's going to matter to your particular audience, but it is sort of funny. It does look like mug shots the way it's laid out on the page. <laughs> that's a perspective of somebody completely outside of your industry. Sometimes that's useful to see the way other people might see it who haven't been conditioned. But let's keep going. All right? Another thought here is, uh, oh, by the way, thank you, Bruce. Bruce said we have 60 minutes left. Well, somebody <laughs> in our audience. All right? Why should someone apply? Tell me why I should. Too many pictures. Looks cluttered. Who are you? Tell me about you before you ask me to apply. That's very important. Who is this for? Newer experience. Uh, what certifications does someone need? Uh, the copy is too light, in my opinion. The red is ugly. Sort of looks like a bloody highway. Um, yes. Uh, so let's back up for a second and, and talk of this. And again, I want to say this graciously to Devin. Our job here isn't to uh, <laughs> demoralize you. And I don't know who built the page, and it probably wasn't you, Devin, but you obviously have responsibility for making it better. And so we're going to look at it as clear as possible to try and get results that will both help you and the entire audience. John, fire away. So the first thing that I see is um, just going to say that it feels like you're trying too hard to do something that may be as simple as a simple layout, simple page design. Uh, this reminds me of the color clinic where we've got so many colors going on, it's really hard to understand what's being said to me without just being everything blasted at me at once. So right away, I would take a, a much milder color tone. I would create a conversation that somebody could easily engage into. I mean, I can appreciate the simplicity of the language, now hiring drivers uh, and the three points, but uh, even so, it's hard to engage with the colors. When I take a look at the conversation, Consistent paycheck steady miles, are those the right things? Is there enough detail? Um, are you really asking me to apply now only telling me three things? I mean, what do people typically want to know about a job? They want to know how much are they going to get paid? What am I going to learn about that? Um, how long am I going to have to work? What are the shifts like? Um, what, those are some of the concerns that people have. Why aren't those being addressed or are those addressed in the next page? Um, and also, when I take a look, um, yeah, the mug shots, totally agree. And then finally, when I look down there below, that really looks like kind of a terms and conditions, like uh, beware, um, there's something that's not right, um, you should watch out, um, even though I haven't really read it in full and part in detail. That's the impression that I get. Okay, so John's saying some very important things, and I just want to second some, and then I want to redesign the page with you right now, uh, Devin, to see if I can help you. 
First point I would like to make is, though, that we have tested color and the color you're choosing to emphasize red is a negative color that in test after test after test has hurt conversion when used in the way that you're using it. You need to test the color. You need to test the image of the face that you're using down by the button. You need to make sure the button looks like a button. It doesn't. The page is too stylish. The page is too uh, satisfying to a designer to be uh, a proper page for communication to a trucker. And I want to start to redesign the page with you right now. Now hiring drivers, it looks like a movie or something at the top of the page, the way that whole top banner is. And uh, you've got the word now hiring drivers. It's in all caps, but what does that really mean? Well, you don't have a sentence that talks to me. It says consistent paycheck, steady mile, stable employment. Really important. I know there's a key benefits. But the bottom line is they're just stacked on top of each other with no context. And there's a button that says apply now right beside it as if that would be enough to get me to make an application. And I can't even tell it's a button. It looks like a, it looks like a wanted poster. <laughs> so I would approach this completely different. I have a headline in the form of a sentence. Every listen, listen marketer and every test I've ever done, headlines need to form a complete thought. Paul is sitting back there. We've run tests. We've even had duels over it. Complete thoughts <laughs> produce greater click-through. I'm very sad to say. And so you, you, you need to know that. And so I would forge a real headline that runs across the top of the page. I'd get rid of that reddish truck-looking banner up there and keep it very simple. I'd have some little banner about who you are, where it says CR England. If that's your company, that would be what I'd focus at the top in a, in a banner that's familiar to what people expect it to be about your brand. And then I would explain that you're hiring drivers. I would have a, a really strong headline uh, about that, a subheadline that explains why this is a particularly good opportunity. And you see all those images on the right? I know they're important to you, but I, I wouldn't use as many. You could accomplish the same thought without that many. And I'd use them down the right-hand side, and I would tell people really clearly what they are, and I wouldn't use gray on gray to say it. People aren't reading the gray on gray. It's hard to read. Instead, I would get into a paragraph explaining why this is a unique opportunity, bullet points to support that, tell them it's easy to make an application, tell them what to expect when they click on the button or they make an application so you can allay their anxiety and you can minimize the sort of mental friction and they understand exactly what's going to happen when they do so. I'd make the button look like a button and I'd invite them to do it now and I'd give them a good reason to do it immediately. The right side of the page would now be a column that supported the messaging with testimonials and perhaps some of those images you have of the drivers. That's fast. That's what I do immediately, and I want to shift to new pages. John, you want to add one thing? It just, Quick, just reminds me of a test that we did with a partner where when we took certain things away that gave the whole page credibility, like additional information, it actually hurt conversion. Yes. We were trying to be stylistic, simple to the point. Yes. To that age group, which is older, Yes. it hurt. So one thing, that's, uh, one, one, one thing that's transferable, everybody listening right now, you have four inches, you have seven seconds to answer three questions. Where am I? That's not clear here. What can I do here? You have to really think to figure that out because the images are confusing. Why should I do it? That's not clear either because even though you say those three things at the top, they don't come across in a complete thought. So people are trying to make meaning of them. And then when you finally get to the text, you're more than halfway down the page. The three most important questions to be answered at every single page are not being answered here you know, in the right way. So the good news is there's a huge upside. I bet you can really increase performance for this page. Let's move on. Live up. Transcendental Meditation Program. Devin, uh, <laughs> if we discouraged you, look, there's hope. Here's a website. Go <laughs> Transcendental Meditation. <laughs> I hope you're not mad at me for saying that. Uh, Joachim uh, re, uh, submitted this page. The goal is to get people to sign up for a free introductory lecture. And so, audience, 
take a look at this page and tell me how we might make it work better. All right, so, call to action, says Nina. What is the goal of the page, says Mitch. I think the goal, they said, is to get people to sign up for the lecture, but it's not maybe clear on the page. Too much going on. Remove 90% of the content, says Brad. No uh, slider, says Kevin. Uh, start again from scratch, says Yannick. Uh, Rick says, where is the sign-up process? And Elizabeth says, very helpfully, who's the dude in the beard? Uh, all right, so... I have, I have the page and we're running tight on time so we're going to make every moment, we have seven minutes, I'm not going to do anything up till five o'clock except optimize pages right to the end. John, give me your top three, not, not even the whole page, top three changes you'd make. Uh, headline, call to action, and uh, competing calls to action. So headline, let's get a for complete sentence, a complete thought. Call to action, where is it? I need to see a main, where do I go next? And then competing calls to action, everything on the left, get rid of it or, or do something else with it. Excellent. I think John's making valid points on all of this. I think the old design of the page sort of keeps you from being able to absorb it properly. The left column is too wide and gets in the way of what you're trying to say. And so you need to redesign the page with a key headline, an invitation to do some things that you're talking about, but drive them towards a simple call to action to sign up for this particular introductory lecture. Uh, there's too many things going on with this page. Too many blue links that say more. Too many subheadlines without enough text underneath them to justify their existence. Too many different sorts of graphics in the left-hand column pulling their eyes away from the text in the right-hand column. And you've got a video there in the upper left-hand corner that gets in the way of the message. It's in the wrong part of the page. That Ellen DeGeneres video should be over to the right, lower down the page, Pull the rise through the page. Use those five elements, size, color, motion, shape, and position to order the way they, they feel this page. You do have a vertical layout. This is good. And you don't have a page that you have to completely start over, but I would really redesign it, simplifying the left column, bringing in that key headline, flowing with a paragraph, subheader, paragraph, bullet points, clear reason why, and a simple call to action. Simplicity would produce a much higher yield here. And this appears to be a home page. If you're sending traffic in particular for the introductory lecture, you might create separate landing pages where you can do that only and not have all the competing links. I'm moving on. I hope that's helpful. Sandy, I'm on to your page, International Tube. The page is up right now. And we're going to, audience, I'm just going to skip and move rapidly through this page. The goal is lead generation. And I, Sandy, I want to say this as graciously as possible because uh, I've done so many of these B2B lead generation pages, this is an example of a page that's completely wrong. And I, I don't mean that uh, maliciously, but this one caught me by surprise as soon as I saw it was lead generation because it looks like a magazine ad and there's no place to actually sign up for a lead. And the best way to get a lead is on the same page without requiring a click-through. And if the page is predominantly images and worse, with white text over an image, not even a dark background, but a dark image background, the text is virtually unreadable. So the design is totally wrong. You don't, even, you don't even approach the page with this design. And then we don't have the right copy on the page. So this is not a page to improve. This is a page to completely replace. And you need a good headline, subheadline, a simple reason, a compelling reason for them to give you that contact information. And, and that doesn't mean you can't have something attractive in the design, but don't let that attempt to be attractive get in the way of the messaging. This page needs a a much cleaner, uh, simpler approach. I have 
Uh, and Sandy, I hope that's helpful. By the way, all of you that have pages I've critiqued, make some changes, send them to us by email, and we'll have one of our analysts, scientists, or people talk to you uh, to sort of help you look at the new design and just to, uh, give you some feedback. Because we really want you to go back, get a win, send us the win, and even talk to our audience about it on, the, uh, on a subsequent clinic. So, Sandy, if you want to make changes and get some help, talk to us and we'll do our best to help you. That brings me to uh, sustainable energy. Let me check my time. I have three minutes. We can do this. Who knows? We might get two. <laughs> sustainable energy. The goal is to get prospects to download a free white paper. We have moments left. I'm looking at this page. And, uh, John, really fast, top three. Headline. Uh, no headline. Yep. No, yeah, there's, well, it's there, but you can't even That little green, green doesn't count. That's it, not a headline. Okay, well, that's, then, uh, what do we call that? That's a tail line. That's then, a yeah. foot line. That's something else, but it's not a headline. All right, keep going. Body copy. I'm, I'm looking for bullets. I'm looking for it to be broken up. Yep. And then finally, uh, call to action is not clear. I, I see it, but I don't see it. I have to search for it. Uh, clear button. Download yep. now. Yep. I can look at this page right now and not even know there's a white paper that I'm supposed to download. Right. I could read the page very carefully to try and figure out it's a white paper. That's your first problem right there. The objective itself is not clear. And, and so John's points are right. The headline should make that very clear. And there should be a tight subheader. Your paragraphs are way too long. And it looks to me like from here, they're gray on white, which is even worse. And there's no bullet points. And there's no image or conceptualization of the white paper that I'm getting. And I, to my knowledge, I can't find it. That's a problem already. Even if it's there, if I can't find it immediately, it's still a problem. There's no real description. How long is the white paper? What will I learn in the white paper? What is the table of contents of the white paper? Because everyone has a white paper to download. And nobody wakes up in the morning and says, my God, I hope I can find a white paper today. You must give me a compelling reason to want to exchange my information with you or even to take the time to click on a link and, and, and hassle with yet another download. This page has a very weak value proposition for the white paper itself, which means, Cameron, with a few changes, you can get a huge lift. All right. It's 4.59. Cameron, if you want to make those changes or get some help, get a design over to us and we'll give you some comments on it. And it is... Uh, uh, let me see. I think I'm totally out of time. But I do see we buy cars. I do have 40 seconds. Go for it. 40 seconds. For we it. buy cars. Ramsey Ford will buy your car even if you don't buy one from us. It's lead generation, but there's no place on here for me to give you my contact information. Not directly, not a form. And it's a page with one, two, three, four uh, at the top, and it looks like six, ten different buttons to choose from. Every time you put competing options, you mitigate conversion. So give me a simple reason to believe that you'll give me the best price for my car and no hassle. Simplify this page with that sort of messaging and a single form where I can submit basic information and you'll get far greater results than you're currently getting at present. There's a way to design this page with absolute simplicity, addressing my anxiety. And the key to a page like this is anxiety. Of course, you'll buy my car. Anybody will buy my car. depends on what I'll sell it for. The reality is I need to feel like you're going to give me an honest deal, keep the transaction simple, I can get the money today, and it's going to be that sort of clarity and the relief of anxiety and friction that will get me to move my mouse and give you the information you need. All right, audience, has this helped you today? Our time is up, and so is our year. We've got another year of research coming. John, thank you so much for your help. Appreciate it. I, I am grateful every time you take a moment to invest in, in helping us learn, participating in our learnings. And I'm watching all of your feedback as it's coming in. 
it's really the most encouraging thing that we have. Beck Labs is an institution more interested in transforming thinking than we are becoming a, a, a great large business. And the feedback from you, the success of our students, and the growth of our research partners is all uh, just vital to us. It's what motivates us as we go into the next calendar year. I say that to say that if you enjoyed today, the most important thing you can do to help us is to, is to share with somebody else that uh, they might want to attend this webinar or get involved in our list, join our community, help us all learn together. And uh, I thank you for all the kind words. Daniel Gonzalez, I recognize your... You know, we have thousands of people in a year attending these events, thousands upon thousands, but I still recognize many of these names. Thank you for being with us again, Daniel. And uh, I, I appreciate... And Marty, I see you. And yes, Marty, we do. Man, I haven't seen your name for a long time, but I think you've been on here before. And Marty, uh, we do. We have replays. Somebody's asking that question. Full video. You can get the, this broadcast and watch it. Thank you all, and we'll see you again in 2013. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Thank you.